Welcome, welcome, welcome to my life, my choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is June the 6th, 2018, and the hour is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I will be your host for the next 60 minutes or so. And my co-host is Olivia Lashley, coming to you live from London in the UK. So guys, today we're talking about whose truth is this anyway. And actually, this is really very, very important. Um, But we'll get to that in a minute. So Olivia, I just wanted to say to you, hello darling, I know you're on the line. So I just wanted to say to you is, you know, you know that my, my music that I play now, my truth is that I really love it. What's yours? It makes me so happy when I hear that music. You know what, it's funny, it's funny you should say that because um, mm-hmm. normally I kind of switch off when it comes on because it's, it's just it's just not <laughs> me. It, it, it feels like you, it should be like a, you, there should be a, a graphic of you, a, an animation of you just waving. You know, <laughs> and I, I, I actually, I actually started to tap my feet, and I said to myself, "What are you doing?" Because <laughs> I don't usually. Because oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's funny you said that because when 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 the music came, I thought, "Oh, yeah, she'll change it next year." <laughs> <laughs> No, I won't. I love this. Oh, I love no. it. You know what I see? Oh, yeah. Sing it. What are you talking about? Listen. The, the, the technology, the technology of muting is wonderful. You know, it's um, you know, it works wonders. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Love it. I thought I'd say that. You know, because it's about truth, and you know, it's really amazing. My truth, it makes me really happy. Evidently, it's been penetrating your truth because you were tapping your toes, and you had to tell yourself, "Stop it." What are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, outside of that, darling, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all, it's all going. You know how it is. How are you? Um, no, not too bad. It's not too bad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, as you say, you know, it's all good. Um, I had put up on the actually, it's also on the website, the Laws of Attraction in Action. Uh, also on the Facebook group, which is coming out there first. Actually, it comes out there first. Uh, a seven-day program to actually assist and support you in at least organizing in your head, organizing not only in your head, but organizing what you want, you know, mm-hmm. in order of preference, to, to be thinking about it, to really sit down and, and, and do the work that's, that's needed. I didn't actually do the um, intrinsic dialogue, which that just, flashed through my head a moment ago I'm like okay that was interesting when perhaps a little dialogue coaching might have helped but the general thing was to um, excuse me guys the general thing was to really figure out what you want write it down and write it down in order of preference and recognize that as you move forward in life or you move forward in, in your daily life you know, that will change or I take that back. It has the um ability to change and to be okay with it. 
because sometimes you you write a list of things out and um, you write all this stuff out and you'll come back and look at it two days later and you're like, well, nah, I don't really want that. I don't, nah, that, that doesn't resonate with me anymore. I don't really want that. But now I want this. And so your actual, what you write down for the thing that you want, it's vitally important. It's absolutely important. It's imperative that you, um, that you know what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the basis really of our struggles. It, it's right, you need to know what you want. I, I think, like, I think, like with because uh, you're saying about change, um, I think, yeah, what you want, how you want it to manifest, may change. But I think the mm-hmm. fundamental of what it is most probably will still be there. Mm-hmm. It's just whether you realise what the fundamental is. You know, like if someone says, exactly. okay, well, they want to have, um, yeah. they want to have car um you know they want to be able to uh you know go on holidays and blah 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 but their fundamental thing is freedom so like it might not be it it may change you might say okay no well I don't want the car I want I want whatever it is but the fundamental basis on which you said oh a car or holidays or whatever that doesn't change until you actually experience it See, and that, that's, one, that's one of the things. Um, I, I don't know if I've spoken about that in a blog. You, you'll have to forgive me on that one. I don't know if I've spoken about that, exactly what you just said, or if we've done a show um, on that. But that is the thing. It's the fundamental thing. And that was well put, Liv. The fundamental thing of, of what you want. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um and the fundamental thing of what you want is the thing that is running concurrent with everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like mm-hmm. it's like that the, the rod of steel that runs through everything, no matter what's wrapped around the steel, no matter what's built upon the steel, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The thing is what runs through it, and that is so very, very, mm-hmm. very important. It's very, very think, important. I, Actually, I it's your truth. Yeah, I think people can save themselves a lot of um, um, to and fro and if they break it down to find out exactly what the fundamental thing is. What the fundamental thing is. Because invariably, it's not material. It's usually something, yeah. That's the kicker, Liz. No, that's the kicker. You, You nailed it, Liz. You nailed it. You nailed it. Because usually, as you said, invariably it's not a physical thing Mm -hmm. it's not it's not a tangible you know like the car and that Mm -hmm. you know that sort of stuff is the means to the end Mm -hmm. but the means is the thing you know as you said it's that that fundamental thing Mm -hmm. so actually you've hit on a really good point for me today Liz because um that's something that I've been rolling around my head you know Mm -hmm. like not only for myself but you know for our, our listening audience that, you know, you cut away all the frills. What is it that you're really wanting? Yeah. And most people want to have an experience that is um, based in feeling. Mm. It's, it, mm. it's based in the senses. It's based in the feeling. And as you rightly said, you know, you might want the car, but the underlying thing for that is you want freedom. Yeah. You might, I, I think... you might say that you want money. Go ahead, love. 
I, I think when the, when the um, material thing uh, appears uh, or manifests in, you know, if you're saying you want in it and, and it actually manifests, it, I suppose in many ways it gives you um, it gives you a yardstick, I suppose, to say, okay, well, okay. yes, yeah, something is moving. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it, it it does it does serve a purpose, but breaking it down, I think last year we did about you know breaking the code down of uh, of things mm-hmm. that are, are transpiring in your life, and that's uh, for me that's 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 a, another fundamental thing. You know when you when you're thinking about what it is that you are wanting uh, to break it down, so you know exactly really truly and honestly what it is that you want yeah and then put mm-hmm. the frills and whistles, mm-hmm. the bells and whistles on it you know say okay i want this to appear yeah. in a car or you know a new job or yeah. in my own business but then if you know what the fundamental yeah. is you're actually doing the major work at the beginning to get that yeah yes, mm-hmm. to get that and that and that's that's the thing is because what happens is people go round the houses round the houses yeah. around the houses yeah. and they and then they realised it wasn't the big ass house that they wanted. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. wanted a home. Mm-hmm. They wanted a home. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I mean, you hear you hear like all these people. It's like well, not all these people, but people who sort of like you know they really want to win the lottery. Really want to win the lottery. They win the lottery and they are so unhappy. A lot of people say it's the worst thing that's ever exactly. happened to them in their life. The fund- yeah, because the fundamental thing wasn't the money. That's not actually what they wanted. It was it was it was whatever the money brings, like maybe security or once again freedom, you know, or connection with people or whatever or whatever it is. But what what they wanted, it wasn't. They didn't break it down enough to say, okay, well, this is my this is my foundation, you know, whether it's freedom mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm, and and that and that mm-hmm. and that's the problem. And that's the problem. Um, yeah. And it's a huge problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a huge. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a huge problem, Liz. Um. Absolutely huge because most people are living their lives. I, I, I would say I'd put it this way, on oh, tangential, tangential. I, I, I don't know. They're, they're on tangents okay. and that, they're living their truth. Okay. You know, yeah. it, it, it's it's off on tangents, right? Mm-hmm. Their truth is off on tangents, and because because they are um, at the core or the foundation um, or the foundational truth. They're going off on all these directions, you know. Yeah. And I think this is one of the reasons why people actually utilize things like drugs and alcohol and mm-hmm. sex and, you know, mm-hmm. gaming and all of this. Because I truly do believe, Liv, that that is, it's not just an out for them. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can be out and sleep. So it's not mm-hmm. just an out for them. They are literally looking for something. And yes, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might say they're looking to chase, they're chasing the first original high, and there might be some of that to it. But underneath that, and this is something that Neville Goddard says in his work, underneath that, they are looking for something mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. within. Mm-hmm. You know, because people know what, what destructive behavior is. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Even, even the most, if, if you will, twisted person, they recognize within their own twisted way. It's their truth. Again, they recognize what is functional and dysfunctional, what is truth for them and isn't truth. And above all, what's right and what's not right. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. know this. But yet still they pursue it 
because they haven't figured out for themselves what exactly it is that they want. And whatever it is that they really want is the truth upon which their their life is built. It's the foundation upon what, what their life has been built on. Mm-hmm. And as a result, things crumble and they build them again. Things crumble and they build again. But the thing that remains standing is the underlying truth. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll have this relationship, they'll have that relationship. You know, businesses will come, they'll go, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the, the thing that always um, that always makes me smile as I'm smiling now is that people can definitely do the, oh, hindsight, you know, 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. see it now. I can see it clearly, which I think is really wonderful. However, I do believe that if people actually take the time out to um, observe or to... What, what, what's the phrase that I use in, in um, coaching? To be... Um, no, to be engaged, it will come to me. It's a phrase, it's a coaching phrase that I use. And it, it's about you being um, detached but engaged. Mm. So, so what I'm saying is you're, what I'm saying is you're able to observe you're able to observe without pouring all this emotional stuff that, that you know, gets into, mm-hmm. get your attention, tell you what you're feeling, trying to direct you on the right path. But again, we go off on tangents because your emotions actually know the truth of what's going on for you, believe it or mm-hmm. not. And it's showing you. It's showing you. And so, again, it's vitally important if you are wanting to... Um, live the life that you at least you think you want that you actually look at for me look at your truth because you again and I'm, I'm going to be repeating myself guys so roll with it your truth is literally going to um, what, what, what for all intent and purposes it's expression see everything about us is living moving breathing Everything, and everything about us is galvanized so that we can fulfill the purpose that we came here to fulfill or that we can live a purpose-filled life. And that's bottom line. You know, people will sort of say, I don't know why this is happening to me. No, you don't know why it's happening to you, and I get that. However, what is this showing you? I don't know why I keep you know, picking the same men or I don't know why I keep getting ill and I don't know what, and, you know, you it, it's not why. If you look for the why, you're going to try to find a reason. If you look for the what, you'll find clarity. What is this showing you? Well, I don't choose men so well. Okay, we got that. So what else is it showing you about you? What is it that you are wanting in, in a relationship. And first and foremost, have you built that with yourself yet? So it's vitally important to, to know your truth. It's vitally important. And so with, with the synopsis for the show at any rate, whose truth is this anyway? That's what we're talking about today. And you're live here with Dr. Wendy Dearborn. That's me, yours truly. 
and Olivia Lashley, she's in London in the UK, she's an expressions coach, she's an artist, she's also a coach like me for the laws, laws plural, of attraction in action. So that being said, whose truth is it anyway? The synopsis was, we live our lives based on our version of our truth. Okay, guys? Our version of our truth. And that's all we can do. Other people, people around you, live their lives based on their version of their truth. And that's all they can do. However, we spend an enormous amount of time every day trying to make someone else's truth ours or trying to make someone believe and take on the mantle of our truth. And in this, I want you to understand there is no right or wrong. It just is what we seem to do. But as a result of that, we spend too much time on things that don't matter and really don't matter to us in the long term versus living a life, a, purpose, a purpose-filled life. The universal laws of truth, or the universal law of truth, speaks to the real essence of who you are and what your belief system is founded upon. Truth is an immutable fact and it cannot be changed, yet it is built upon. You build your life on it. Your truth is self-authentication. Your truth is your self-authentication and we'll always be looking for expression and it's really important to understand that fact. Life will continue to create situations that encourage you to express your authentic truth. By expressing your authentic truth, you inadvertently give other people permission to show up and express their authentic uh, truth too, which I think is really important. This is why I believe that it's important to speak up. And because you speak up, I think one of the the memes that I posted this morning, this was from, um, let me see, this was from, I don't know, 2015 or something. Um, and the memes that I posted, posted, it says, your truth always isn't easy or painless to hear. And that actually, guys, is for you and other people. Yet it will always set you on your right course for personal and spiritual freedom. And then, of course, the quote is, um, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Uh, and so it, it's vitally important to understand, I think, how... No, it's paramount to, to look for your truth. Once again, you live your life based on your version of the truth, and two people can witness something, and their truth is different. Like no two, two snowflakes are the same. No two drops of water are the same. No, no, two, drops of, you know, no, two, drop, no two grains of sand are the same, and or rice for that matter, potatoes, anything. No two cells are the same. But yet, we are always trying to make it the same. We are always trying to get somebody to believe in what we are saying. And I'm going to qualify here. For me, I'm saying what I'm saying because this is my truth. However, this might not be your truth. And I'm okay with that. I am really okay with that. 
Now, you might decide to try to, um, to educate me on why I'm wrong and why it can never be your truth. And to be honest with you, that's okay because it's your truth. And there's nothing that you can say to me that's going to change that. However, you may say something to me that will allow me to build on my truth. It might give me a greater understanding. However, my truth is my truth. And again, going back to what I was saying, we spend a lot of time trying to get people on board or with society as society puts things out, out there, you know. And I always go to Apple because most people understand the cell phone these days. You know, m m you know pe people will, their truth will become Apple's truth. And Apple's truth is that you need an iPhone, an iPhone 10, um, because in order for you to be in the in crowd or at least feel like you are a part of, you know, the avant-garde or the, the you know, the, 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 you know, people, yada, 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 you need an iPhone 10. But you see, that's Apple's truth. And Apple spend a lot of money psychologically figuring out how to tap into you so that their truth can become your truth. And in, in actual fact, that's um, manipulation. And if you want to put a nice phrase on it, you can call it neuro-linguistic programming. And they spend a lot of money on that. Most companies do. Most companies do. And just as an FYI, they use your vulnerabilities. They use your vulnerabilities, your emotional vulnerabilities, to get you to attach. Would you agree with that, Liv? Yes, absolutely, Wendy. Absolutely, they are very good at. They are very good at that. <clears throat> and the one, the one of the reasons why they have to manipulate people into believing their truth is because. Until products start, start to sell, they actually don't know whether it is really their truth. That's their exactly. testimony. That's yeah. their testimony when people buy it, you know. And that's kind of it, it's kind of they, they're, they're attaching they're attaching themselves onto the or they yeah attaching themselves onto you know how we are at psychologically as human beings, you know, because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we do try to p get people to believe our own truth you know and the yeah. fact that we try we have to try to make people believe our truth means that we ourselves don't believe it 100 percent exactly if you believe it 100 exactly. percent, it doesn't matter whether I someone believes it. or not it makes no difference I, I, you know yeah. and and one i think yeah. one of the things about that is because we've been socialized to believe that one we don't have the power and mm -hmm. also that we're, I'm going to say something that I said last week, that we're actually alone in this, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. your, your, you know, the universe, your deity, your God, you know, is like, they're like your light in, knight in shining armor. Because mm -hmm. if you ask mm -hmm. for what you want and believe that you have a personal connection, not going through the church, not going through this, not going through, but if you believe you have a personal connection to your knight in shining armor, Things will start to happen, and and you will you mm -hmm. and you'll find that belief not only um, in the connection that you have to the universe, God, your deity, but also to yourself. You know, and that's mm -hmm. I think that's one of the fundamental must be the word of the day today. Fundamental 
I'm, 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 I don't want to say flaws, but I can't think of a an, another word. Um, why we actually tend not to manifest in the way that we want to manifest mm-hmm. because we don't. We're not. We're, we're socialized. We're we're manipulated. We're brainwashed into thinking that we can't. That we mm-hmm. can't do it. We can't do it without mm-hmm. you know having the latest iPhone or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you know we can. We can. We don't have. We don't have to have. Ex- you know even. I always say you know even with stuff like the the iPhone. What the communication that one person has from from one person to another. We can do that ourselves. We actually don't need Amen. a gadget to to do that, not at all. Because if you think about it, I mean, mm-hmm. it's all done through waves. It's all done through, I mean, what is it? You tell me. I mean, it's done through what? Can you see what it's done through? I mean, physically exactly. with your eyes? Exactly. You cannot. Exactly. I mean, if people came back from, you know, 200 years ago, they'd say that was magic or witchcraft or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So can you imagine in, you know, two, three hundred years' time what people are actually going to be doing? And I actually think they're going to be communicating, you know, from person to person, not without a gadget, not with a, not, not with a gadget, but without a gadget. Yeah. And I, I actually, sometimes, you know, Liz, I know we've spoken about this in the past, and I, I think that this is where um, the natural evolution of man is heading because, again, as I said before, guys, everything is living and breathing. Everything. And everything is moving to its, its next level. Everything is evolving to a new, a new version of itself. And our innate abilities are no different. Because it's really funny when you, when you said, you know, about the, the telephone. Can you actually see the waves? Can you actually see the waves? It, it's like, guys... Can, you know, Olivia and myself are talking with you, and, and can you actually see the waves? You can hear them, but can you see them? You might be able to feel them based on the actual word and the sound of the word and how it resonates within your chakras, but can you actually see it? You might be able to feel it. You can definitely hear it. Can you taste it? Can you smell it? And no, what will happen is all your senses will be engaged in order for you to do that. In order for, in order for you to do any kind of mm, telepathic work, this is why you'll see people who can truly do this, who can truly, uh, who, who can truly um, say, uh, I, I don't know, levitate. Believe me, Every sense that they have, including their sixth, their sixth sense, is engaged. Everything is engaged and focused with intentional focus. That's where I was going. Engaged with intentional focus. You know, the words that you speak to somebody, can you actually see the energy of it? And I mean, literally, the words that are coming out of your mouth, can you see the energy of it? And the answer to that is no. That's not true. You might be able to see the energy of it when you speak the words based on your emotions. Literally, based on your emotions and, above all, based on your senses. The people who are receiving your words, can they see it? The words that you're receiving from them, can you see it? And I'm literally talking about the actual vibrationary 
stream of energy that words create. And at this juncture, um, we can't. Well, there are. I take that back. Okay, go ahead. No, I was going to say there are some people that can because there's a condition um, called synesthesia where people can actually mm-hmm. see things. You know, they can, they, 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 you know, like a letters and music. Um, they don't mm-hmm. actually hear the music. They see, they see the music. They don't read. They, um, they see what different letters have different colors. So that's how they, mm-hmm. I think the lady I was looking at, um, she was um, like for the underground, for the, for the railway stations. She didn't know what station it was, but she knew. But the only way she knew what it was was by the colours of the letters. Mm-hmm. That's how she knew. So there are there are different um, there are different abilities for people to be able to do that. Definitely. So there are things mm-hmm. that people can see uh, because their brain is mm-hmm. wired differently. Not not bad, not good. It's just different. Um, so people, there are some people, but they're few and far between. Far between. That's like um, Marcus. He he has a, a song that he had composed, lyrics and the music, and it's called Eclectic Blue. And so he was playing. And I know I've said this before on the show. He he, he was actually playing me um, the song. You know, it was a new one. And Liz, all I could see was you you know like for anybody who has a a gas cooker or had some chemistry, and you can see on the Bunsen burner the actual blue flame, the blue flame, the one that's actually cool, you can actually put your finger in it and it won't, you won't get burnt. It was that, and I was seeing that, but it was really electric. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he's, 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 you know, playing this music to me and, and the lyrics and that. And, um, you know, he finished, so he, you know, oh, he went, what do you think? I said, well, Mark, all I kept seeing were these, literally, these, like electric blue orbs. And I explained what I just said about the flame. And it was quiet for a hot second, and he was like, well, the, the song's called Eclectic Blue. Mm-hmm. And so where, where, where I'm going with that is there are times when you can see things. Because I was listening to the music, I was feeling the music, I was hearing the lyrics. And evidently, and this was over the phone, it wasn't even... Like in person, it was over the phone. And so evidently, some of my sensory systems were firing enough for me to pick up on the, on the blue. Mm-hmm. On, on the blue. So, yeah, you can see words. I think the conditions for us at this moment in time, for the majority of us, it has to be right. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not the norm for most of us, yeah. or at least... Because our intentional focus isn't there, perhaps it's not the norm. Mm. Um, that 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 being said, um, I'm going to shift gears ever so slightly here. Other people's truth, and I know I've done this on the show because this is kind of like a, I wouldn't say a pet peeve, but it definitely is, I think, something that warrants, warrants, I would say that people look at other people's truth about you can become a lie that you tell yourself about yourself. So other people's truth about you, should you choose to embrace it and take it on, can become a lie 
that you form about yourself. Moving through life, it's important to know who you are. And in order for you to know who you are, you need to know what your truth is. Knowing your truth, knowing your truth is um, how you want to show up. It's not even why you're showing up. Knowing your truth is knowing your belief system, your fundamental or your core belief system. So how, what, what are you actually wanting to experience from life? And so, you know, we'll make it easy. We'll, we'll say, okay, we're going to go into the imagination and we're going to say that every bill, every, I don't know, every bill, every need, every health concern was taken care of, every relationship, love interest, work, career, everything has been taken care of. There is absolutely no problem there. It is just running so smooth. It's almost to the point where there is nothing for you to do. It's on point. What is it that you are wanting? What is it that you are wanting? What, what, what does it look like to utilize your time when everything is taken care of? What would you be doing? And when you, when you can actually answer that question, that actually leads you into your purpose, and it can also tell you about your truth. You know, you could, it could be, I dedicate my life to animals and taking care of animals. So part of your truth is that your purpose, your purpose to fulfill your purpose, is to take care of animals in some shape or form. And the name of the game is not just take care of animals, but your truth is the caring of. That's your truth, the caring of. Now, you might have specific animals that, um, that resonate with you. You know, it might be dogs, cats, birds, I don't know, alligators, whatever. And so it, it, you have specific animals that you resonate with. But hear me clearly, guys. The fundamental thing is caring. Caring for. Caring for. Does that make sense, Liz? Yeah, absolutely, Wendy. Yeah, it de- it definitely makes sense. Um, and also, even though people, because a lot of people, I had a friend once, and um, he was saying to me, "Oh, yeah," because he really likes animals. Um, and he was saying, "Oh, you know, if he had a choice, you know, if he's on the road and there was someone who, who walks across the road and they had a dog, he'd run the human over." <laughs> he said it's yes. a dog yes. <laughs> you know and that's yes. how much he kind of cared about animals but what yes. to me what what I thought was um okay I mean you like what you like and you resonate with what you resonate with and there's no good right good bad or you know indifferent just for me it was I I, I found it quite sad because my thing is well humans animals too you know so exactly, how, how does that work exactly they're just a different breed. Yeah, that's right. That's I mean, right. because I, I, there, there was, um, you know, whatever, friends, whatever, and they were saying that if they were on a boat and the boat was sinking and somebody had to get out, they were saying that they thought that their spouse would put them out. And they were serious. <laughs> serious. 
and people didn't know this. They were serious. And as a result, as a result, their relationship did it was not sustainable. Yeah. Because yeah. in order for that to work, the other party had to feel the same way about the dog. Mm-hmm. The other party mm-hmm. had to. Mm-hmm. And for it to balance out. But they were, I mean, deadly serious. You know, cause, and, and because I know both parties, I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> you're going to get kicked out of the boat, man. <laughs> Woman, you're going to get kicked out of the boat. And they were serious. And as a result, and you see, what people don't understand is that those, those statements, because, because for me, um, like you, it's like VVS. This is that. Mm. VVS. There has to be a way that it can be, for me at any rate, for Wendy, that it has to be more encompassing than that. Mm. You know, I, I know people will say to me that, um, you know, no, I, my, my pets mean everything to me and more power to you. They love me. They this. They're unconditional, yada, 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 the whole nine yards. Well, at the end of the day, this is really wonderful. And I know that many people, like with pet therapy, it can, it can take them through, you know, horrendous times. It, it, it saved people's lives. So I recognize and I honor that. That being said, well, I'll just phrase it this way as I said before, or as Olivia was saying, humans, we're animals too. We're animals too. And I, I actually think if, if most people um, treated other human beings Absolutely. the way they treated their bet, their pets, the actual world would be Life a better would place. Be really good. Yeah. Life would be yeah. good. Life would be good. And I'm not pets. saying that pets don't deserve it. I'm saying everything as treating everything as equal, you know, exactly. every living thing exactly. is equal. Exactly. Exactly, because it's really ironic, you know, because uh, uh, we're not a pet family, okay? Mm. Uh, well, I'll speak for myself. We're not a pet family. However, however, I'll rise up. You know what I'm like about old people and children? Mm. Mm. I have mm-hmm. that same kind of thing when people mistreat animals. Yeah. yeah. I've got that yeah. same sort of, I want to kick your butt. I've got that same sort of thing. Because mm. no, because it's not right. No, no, it's, it's not, not right, right at don't, all. Don't do that. Don't do that. And yes, some animals have a fighting chance, and if they get hold of your throat, they're going to rip it out. Okay. Sucks to be you. But you should be doing what you're doing. You know, that's not how you do it. You know? Um, but it's that same sort of thing. You know? It's that same sort of thing. And that's my truth. Mm. It, it may not be anybody else's truth. It, it, it's my truth. I think also when you're talking about other people other than yourself, how they are living their lives, it's vitally important to, again, have an objective, an objective, um, I, I don't know, view, or use an objective viewfinder lens as you look at other people, as you look at other people's lives. And recognize, again, they are living the life that they are choosing to live. Now, that being said, I don't have to embrace it for me. I don't have to embrace it for me. 
but I recognize this is who you are and how you're showing up. And the name of the game from there is I get to choose. I get to choose how I interact with you. And, al- and also, my- yeah. And also, you get to decide whether you want to figure out exactly what it is and how it affects you. Because uh, it, it, exactly. for me, it's like okay, you have someone in your life, and you think, okay, no, don't want that person in my life anymore. And then you, okay, mm-hmm. you, 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 you get them out of your life. But you can gain something from for yourself from that if you can figure out exactly what it is that that person, what why you don't resonate with that person. You know, and mm-hmm. how it, how it, how it, um, what the link is to how you mm-hmm. feel about yourself. If it has any, mm-hmm. yeah, it has to do something with yourself because you don't like them because of it. So it has to stem from mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So, and, and then mm-hmm. you can find something mm-hmm. else about yourself. So it's, it becomes a, a valued experience rather than a, a positive experience rather than a negative experience. Does that make sense? Yes, of course, Liz. Of course, of course. To to flip the script on the situation, and don't don't look at why, because you can go down to because she did this and he did this and blah 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 blah. blah. You can you can hone it down to like I, I, on a personal level, drama in my personal life isn't something that I embrace. Okay, and I realize that I can have control over the amount of drama I allow into my life. And drama is not something I embrace. And so, therefore, high drama with people around me, it doesn't work for me. And I get to choose then how I interact. I don't like the high drama. And I'll say, I'll talk about family. I'll just talk about family. I don't like high, high drama within my family because fundamentally I'm a fixer and I want to fix it. And I know I know that I can't fix it. And as a result, I stress myself out. And when I stress myself out, it acts out on my body. And my body is telling me, you're stressing yourself out over something that you can't control. The only thing that you can control is you. So we're going to take your focus and we're going to, I don't know, make you have high blood pressure, make you have diabetes, make you have this, so that you can focus your attention on you and put the energy where it needs to be put. This is life. And so I steer clear of what I consider, my truth, of what I consider to be drama. Mm. And this actually is true. It's true of my friends. Too much drama, I'm going to step back. Too much drama, I am going to take a step back. You get to choose how you live your life. I get to choose whether or not I'd be a party. And you know something about the thing with the high drama. I mean, another thing is once sort of like if if you're in a situation where the high drama is actually beginning to happen, one of the things you mm-hmm. can get out of it, okay, you, you don't want to be involved in it. That's fair enough. You walk away, you know, whatever it is. But it can also be a signal for you or for anyone else who feels that way, that there's that there's something that you actually need to take care of as far as your body is concerned. It can be a yes, signal. 
you know, it could be telling you that, 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 that this is of what's course. happening. This is your internal, your external world is showing you this. And maybe it's because you said it, it has an effect on your body. So therefore, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can be a signal to say, okay, well, you know, when you need to look at, you know, you need to, you know, to do something, you know, go to a retreat or it could be something like that. something mm-hmm. as simple as that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everything that happens to us, everything, I, I, we experience, everything that we experience, it's, it's 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 telling us something about ourselves, and it's not telling exactly. you something about yourself in a negative way. It's actually trying to assist and aid us into exactly. being complete, be, exactly. being complete, being happy, being whole. Exactly. exactly. Um, you know, it's like this story you told. This is when we were first on air. I don't know, Liz. I don't know. We've been on air what nine years or something. Mm. Um, We've been on air a long time. And it was a story you told. And we were talking about, mm, I don't remember, but I remember the story clearly. And you told, you gave the analogy of a, a, a kid in school being bullied. Mm-hmm. And, you know, little chubby boy came up and hit the little kid, the smaller kid in the stomach, smaller kid goes down. And it winds up that, um, you know, he goes to the nurse, but he's really in bad pain. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, all this this hoopla, and then they realize, you know, they actually need to call an ambulance for this child, you know, mm-hmm. and they call an ambulance for the kid, and, and, you know, they're in there, and doctors are like, look, we're going to have to do exploratory surgery. We think it might be appendix, but we don't know. We have to do that. And they open him up, and the little kid has cancer. And so, I can't remember where I was going with this, you know. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so things... Things will happen or you will engage in things. Like take, for instance, not being, not having a drama-filled life, but drama will come to you and as a result it will stress you out and it can lead you to something, as you were saying, Liv, that needs to be taken care of, that must be taken care of, mm-hmm. is vital. And knowing that perhaps it's come from somewhere else, some other action or attitude you know, I might have been unforgiving, I might have been this, yeah, I need to work on forgiveness, I need to work on self-love, or what have you. But because of, this is going on over here in the background, nice and quietly, it's percolating, but it's creating this thing, or it has created this thing within my body. Mm-hmm. And so you, as you are, the soul that you are, the body and soul that you are, is going to do everything to get your attention. Yeah, and as a result, you walk into a drama field, somebody's drama, and you're like, oh, hell no. But you see, for me, again, because I'm a fixer, even though I'm moonwalking backwards, you know, I spin around and I moonwalk right back into it (laughs) because I think I can fix it, you know? And when it doesn't fix right, I'm vexed and I'm upset and I can't sleep and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, next thing you know, I've got an issue. But the issue was I had the issue because I wasn't taking care of business over here. Mm. And this oh, is what uh, you were saying about decoding. Yeah, yeah. Because I think because I think that invariably the drama before that and the drama before that and the drama before mm. that were all telling you something. But yeah, but you so like it, getting caught up in it, you're not realizing it's actually giving you a message about yourself. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you see, you've done enough work. You've done. 
So you've done enough work to know that it affects your body, but not correlating the fact that um, every time it happens, that it's actually saying to you, when's, you need to take care of you. You know, you need to exactly. take care of what, you know, because this is going to have an effect on your body. You need to take care of you. Exactly. Um, truth, the universal law of truth. It speaks to the real essence of who you are and what your belief system is founded on. Your belief system is founded upon your truth. You, you can take that to the bank. Your belief system is founded upon your truth. What you believe is influenced by what you want to receive in life. It's almost like the payoff and the reward. The payoff is what you are prepared to do for the reward, and the reward is what you get. The real essence of who you are is who you are showing up as. Now, you can be showing up as a tyrant. You can be showing up as what, you know, however you're showing up. Underneath that, as we spoke about earlier, the core that runs underneath that necessarily isn't the tyrant, but someone whose intrinsic truth is they want to have control over themselves. We may look at people and we may think that um, based on the position that they hold or whatever it is that they're doing, that they're all in control and not realizing that they are still living from a limiting belief from childhood or teenage or through college or just the actual interaction that they may have with their parents, whether their parents are dead and or alive, the interaction has been so um, profoundly, I don't want to say dysfunctional, but so, so profoundly um, impactful that they're still living this, this, and it's a lie, actually, it's not their truth. They're still living this lie about who somebody thought they were and they've taken it on board when in reality their truth is that they are always and always have and always will be in control of self. Yet still how they show up in the public, how they show up with the people around them, in their jobs, how they address people, it comes, literally comes off as they are um, autocratic, they are this, they are that. But that's the, I don't know how to, that, that's the layers that they've put around self. And that, those are the layers that are, that's trying to show them what it is that their actual belief system is founded on, i.e. Their, um, their truth. It also talks about their purpose in life. And their purpose in life could be, and I'm just throwing this out there, could be, one, to actually assist and support people with that very thing. Being able to have authentic control over how they express themselves in life. You see, your truth, as I put here in the synopsis, is your self-authentication. And it will always, 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 always be looking for expression. Now, we come from a world where we think that everything has to be warm and fuzzy. You know, 
warm and fuzzy. It has to be peaches and cream and, you know, it's all this and that. Well, expression isn't always that way. Expression can be hard. Expression can be distasteful. It can be base. It can be crude. Expression can be lovely. It can be warm. It can be inviting. It can be nurturing. Expression can be confusing. It can be misleading, believe it or not. It can be any and everything. Because your expression is uniquely designed for you, by you, to get your attention. And while we've been, while we've been down this road and we're always going down this road, where we get hung up, where we get hung up is in the emotion. If we were able to recognize that our emotions and how we react are not necessarily our truth, but an expression of what's going on mm-hmm. that can take us to our truth. Does that make sense, Liz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's def- I, you know, because the way we react, we can only react to something because of who we are and because of the experiences that we have done. So whatever our reaction is, we're the catalyst for it. For our reaction, not not the circumstances, for our for our reaction. So, like, um, and I think in if we can analyze those reactions, we can actually find out loads of stuff about our own truths. So, you know, if intrinsically, you know, you're watching something and you're doing a critique or you're analyzing another person, you actually have to realize you're actually analyzing yourself. Because it's impossible mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. analyze the other person without being able exactly. to be, be to be to, to recognize the um, the circumstance in which that person is in to be able to analyze them. Analyze <laughs> that was long winded, exactly. but you understand what I'm saying, yeah? Yes, yes. So, so yeah, so, that's right. And, and and I think, and I'm not talking about someone who analyzes people as job like a psychiatrist or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. But even so, maybe, maybe because I know a lot. Of, anyway, um, but yeah, even with that, we, yeah, we we can find out a lot about our truths by by because a lot of times, I mean, me even to yeah, I think I mean I do it all the time. You know, I'm looking at something and it'll be like, oh, you know, blah 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 about this person or blah 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 about that person. But the bottom line is, I'm analyzing myself. I can only be analysing myself because I'm the only person I know. Exactly. Hey, come on, Liz. And there you there you go, Liz. That in itself is a truism, and that's the truth. The only person you really know is yourself. Only person you know, truly, is yourself. Contrary, contrary to what. Uh, and, and yes, you can take guess, make guesses of what people will do, and yada 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 yada, and people will say. Oh, you know, no, I know so-and-so, and they'll do something, and they're like, wow, I didn't expect them to do that. And it's because you don't know them. You really don't know them. I'll phrase it this way, 100%. You know of them, but you don't know mm-hmm. them. You know of them. And that's another thing. Truth is based on nuances. Okay, guys, you hear the difference. You know of them, but you don't know them. Once again, the only person you can know through and through, inside and out, is you because you are living your life from the inside out. And what you witness, what you bear witness to, 
with other people is the outside of them that has come from the inside. And then, might I add, and housed in all sorts of different things that sometimes have no bearing upon the truth of who they are. What you see is emotional outpourings. What you see is gut reactions. What you see are strategic you know, reactions, manipulations, Machiavellianism, man, dear shastness. I love that word, you know. All of that. This is what you're witnessing. But from the inside out, you're the only person who knows you from the inside out. You're the absolutely the only person who knows you from the inside out. Oh, dear, oh dear. I'm just chatting away here. All right, let's see. Did it do it? Yeah, right. Yeah, it. yeah, you're the only person. You're the only person who knows you from the, from the inside out. And one of the things that you had said earlier, Olivia, was 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 really spot on. When you know your authentic truth, even if you know it's not going to be popular and is popular. When you know this to be your truth, you know. You know when you know, you know what you know when you know that you know. That it's right. No, it's true, Liz. You know when it's right. And so, therefore, when people come along, because people will always try to, as we have said earlier, people will always try to bend you to their, to their, to their way of thinking. See, people are very uncomfortable when um, you don't think their way. And this comes from the group mentality. And people are very, very uncomfortable if you, are, if you don't think the way that they do. And God bless scientists and some of the ones who have been shunned for their work back in the day, and now they're dead and gone, I don't know, 100 years or so, and they're hailing their praises. Because their belief in their authentic truth has led to us being able to have the telephone that we have today. And I'm not talking about the Bells. I'm not talking about Alexandra Bell and that. I'm talking about people who did work before that. And, you know, people who have been shunned. Literally shunned. They've become the laughing stock of their niche in the, in the scientific world. They've lost their wives, their kids, their homes. They've lost everything with the exception of they say this is my truth and I'll die knowing this is my truth. I will die for my truth. And as a result, they're dead <laughs> and their truth <laughs> has lived on. Their truth has lived on. And it's worked out to be that their truth was very, very true. When truth, when your truth is going to create change in people's lives, people aren't going for that because people, people don't want change. Yet what they don't understand is that their truth is immutable. It's an immutable fact. It can't be changed. What they don't understand is that they can build upon the truth that they have. They get to choose, actually, whether they build upon the truth they have 
based on the influences that they choose to experience in which their belief system is broadened. See, your belief system doesn't change. It becomes broadened. You know, once, once, once you... Once you claim something and name something and you, you believe it to be so, and I really mean you believe it to be so, you know when you know what you know what you know when you know, okay? You believe it to be so. You, you would literally die for this. Somebody comes along and you can add to the content of what you know doesn't mean that you have changed your belief system. It means that you have added to it. And as a result, you have a broader, a broader understanding of yourself and, of course, how you relate to mankind or how you relate to, to, to the universe, how you relate to the earth, how you relate to the world. Does that make sense, Liz? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. It's important, guys, to, to really, um, I think, to, to think about you and really how you think about yourself and how you are showing up. How you're showing up. Are you wanting to change people based on the things that you say that you want? Are you wanting to change the same person based on the things that you say that you want? You see, the person who you are wanting to change and who isn't actually going with the program and perhaps even if they do, and it's still not working out well, they're telling you something. They are reflecting back to you something that you need to know. And it's more than, I don't need to be in this relationship, I don't need to be in this job, I don't need to have these health concerns, I don't need to have these money worries. It's more than that. It's reflecting back to you, as Olivia said, some of the fundamental things that make you you. It's reflecting back to you your fundamental truth. It's reflecting back to you the fundamental truth of who you are. You see, once people embrace, you, you know, once you embrace who you are, and I'm going to say by virtue of how you're showing up, your life becomes infinitely easier. You know, for me, and I really mean this, and I mean this in the most respectful way, for whatever I do and say, if people don't believe it, it doesn't impact my world. What impacts my world is when I start doubting my truth. When I start doubting my truth based on what other people have said. And the most recent thing that happened to me was I was thinking about um, uh, doing a, uh, I'll just say a video for all intended purposes. And when I, when I met up with quotes, quote, open the quotes, in the quotes, um, when I met up with the uh, videographer for this, they suggested that I do X, Y, Z, do something else to actually support the project that I wanted to do. And in my head, I was like, that's not what you want to do. And I thought, well, 
you know, you give it a whirl, we'll see. But in my head, my my my, my intuition kept kept saying to me, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. And as a result, I went forth and I did the suggestion and I own that. I lock, stock and barrel. I, actually, I own the whole situation. And I went forward and, I, and as a result, I lost a tremendous amount of money. And for those of you who definitely know me, I lost a tremendous amount of time. Now, the money, I can get back. Time, for me, is one of the most precious commodities that I have. That's my truth. And what that told me or what I learned from that situation is that moving forward, after I got over my huff, and getting over my huff, it took me about 18 months to get over my huff. Let me tell you that, because I was well huffy. So it took me about 18 months to get over my huff, but once I truly got over my huff and moved past it, I was like, okay, Wendy, what, what did this teach you? And listen, it, it was just basic. It mm. was fundamental. Never allow anybody to tell you what your truth is and what you are wanting to do. And to a certain degree, what it looks like for you to achieve that. This is why I'm always on people. This is, guys, this is why I'm always on you. Like, what does it look like? You see, because I hadn't looked. And then I knew, you know, about authentic coaching. I hadn't looked at what what it looks like for me to complete this project. And as a result, I went into a meeting not knowing what it looked like. I didn't know my intrinsic truth about something I knew that was my truth. I didn't know what it looked like. I absolutely, and and as a result, I chose of hearing what I was hearing. I chose to embark on, um, uh, you know, a, a, a different program that I knew, I knew in my gut was not going to give me what I wanted. And it didn't. It was a lot of time a lot of money, and from there, there are many tangential things that I have learned. Many, many things that I have learned. Uh, some of them dealing with the internet and digital stuff, and of course, the biggest one that affirmed about me was that will not happen to me again. And that's bottom line. That won't happen to me again. So, again, knowing your truth is vitally important. My truth didn't change, and it hasn't changed, believe it or not, but I have built upon that truth. My belief system about myself has been broadened. My belief system about myself and how I choose now to um, work through what I consider to be um, not necessarily a problem, uh, you know, but work through the, um, I don't know, work, work through something that I don't have a grasp on. How I'm choosing to do that is different. But my fundamental truth is the same. I know what I want. It's my authentic truth. 
I also recognize that taking tangents, um, I'll, I'll phrase it this way, while it, oh, to say it was unhelpful is not true, that's a lie. That actually is a lie. While taking tangents didn't get me exactly what I wanted, and it hasn't got me what I want, it did help me to know and grow. It helped me to know and grow. It helped me to grow and know myself. So on that score, I'm very grateful for it. I'm very, very grateful. I also learned um, a lot about um, language. You know, each, each um, I was going to say department, but that is so not, not right. Each, I, I don't know, each, you know, whether it be photography, whether it be painting, each skill set, each thing that people can do has its own language. And I actually learnt a language that's going to hold me in good stead. And I know it's already held me in good stead for when I, I, I contact people about things. I can talk to them in a language that they understand. And so, you know, there's, there's nothing lost in translation. So, yeah, truth, learning your truth and knowing your truth, experiencing your truth, isn't always warm and fuzzy. Knowing your truth and learning your truth isn't always, um, isn't always painless, but it can definitely, definitely help you to know and to grow. That's, that's without a doubt. That's without a doubt. It can help you to know and grow. Um, There was, in listening to, what's his name, um, Uncle Neville, as I call him, Neville Goddard, there is something that, that he says, which, you know, we, we have been taught not to lie, never to lie. We've been taught never, ever, ever lie. We've been taught don't, don't tell lies. Okay? Lying is a sin and the whole nine yards, it's a sin. One of the things that I have learnt and broadened my truth horizon and my belief system is that truth, and I've always said this before, is relative. Now, he put it across, and I don't know if it was him, but I know I was listening to Neville Goddard's book, and he put it across. You have an axe murderer, he breaks into your home, and he's not interested in you for whatever reason. He asks you where your mother is. And your mother is upstairs hiding in the closet. You have been taught, don't lie. You've been taught not to lie. What is your truth? What truth do you subscribe to in that moment? What is your truth? Is your truth to say, now he's not going to kill you. You need to understand this. But you know he's, he's going to give your mother 40 whacks. <laughs> you, you know, she ain't getting out of this. So what is your truth? I don't know. What's wrong with me? I just thought I about know. Lizzie Bull's <laughs> You know, gave her, gave her father 40 whacks, and then she turned around and gave her mum 44 because, um, I think it was 44, because mum didn't, didn't save her. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. So you know, you know he's 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 up to no good, and he's going he's really he's going to kill your mum, right? 
And so what's your truth? What is your truth? Is your truth to do what you've been told, never to tell a lie? Where's your mother? Or is your intrinsic truth that you want your mum alive at all costs? And your truth is to protect your mum at all costs. What is your truth? What do you tell him? What do you tell him? And you know, guys, that's something for you all to think about. Because it turns sometimes, it turns what you've learned about telling your truth or what truth is, excuse me, it can turn what you've learned about truth on its head. Don't you think, Liv? Yeah, definitely, Wendy, definitely. I mean, unless, <clears throat> unless, and I think this is how people get past, like, doing lie detector tests, unless, okay, mm-hmm. unless you sort of like, okay, <laughs> the room you're in, your mother's not in that room. So he says, where's your mum? And your thing is, well, She's not here. I don't know. And it's true. She's not, she's not, she is not in the room. That's what you're thinking. You're not saying to him in the room. You're just saying she's not here. And it's your truth. She's not, and it's your truth. So therefore, in, in that moment, it becomes your truth. And I think, I know that's not what you're saying. And I think that's how people get through lie detector tests because, um, they're actually telling the truth, but they've twisted, they've reframed it in their mind. They've reframed it in their mind. Um, without the other person knowing, so they can get through the mm-hmm. lie detector. So it all depends. It all mm-hmm. depends on, I think, how how well you know yourself to be able to say, okay, well, but but this is this is where we're going. Um, yeah, I think I, I think because as a child, as you said, we 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 mustn't lie. So yeah, it can mean because most times um, the uh, in that particular <laughs> circumstance. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the outcome would be if the person sort of like says, you know, oh, where the mother. Yeah, I mean, damn. Oh, Lizzie Borden. Alrighty then. I guess you didn't like your mum. <laughs> but in you know? normal, but then it, right? It's but true I think too. But I think exactly. But I think in normal everyday life, I think if people because t- there are many ways to tell the truth. It doesn't have to be hurtful. It doesn't have to be bitter. It doesn't have to be twisted. Exactly. You know, there are so many ways. You, I think in mo- most, in, in life in general, I think if people told their truth, their life would mm-hmm. be easier. And the people, are, mm-hmm. the people that they and interact with uh, would also treat them differently because they are mm-hmm. showing up intrinsically as themselves. Um, and I think that's the one thing in society that we're, we're not socialized to do. We're not encouraged to do. You know, we're supposed to toe this line. Um, and it makes mm-hmm. it very difficult mm-hmm. for people to actually know themselves. You know, and yeah. one, the other thing I was thinking was that, um, you know, in every uh, in every situation that you're in, what you're actually watching mm-hmm. is a reflection of yourself. It has to be yeah. you because it can't be someone else because you're the common denominator in the whole scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So most mm-hmm. of the time, what you're actually seeing, it's not an exact reflection of you, but it's an mm-hmm. indirect mm-hmm. reflection of you. So reflection the scenario, yeah. Yeah, so, the, so 
so the the scenario isn't exactly the scenario the scenario might not be exactly the same but the underlying theme is the same so say you're mm-hmm. watching a tv program and um you're thinking that this person on the television is uh, oh, they really, really, really mean. I think anything that gets a really strong emotional reaction to you, yeah, there's something that you can learn from it. And you, mm-hmm. so say mm-hmm. the scenario, you know, watching someone on the television, you think, oh, my gosh, that person is so mean to them at all. Mm-hmm. The message um, can actually for you can actually be because don't forget it's a reflect that person is a reflection of you not what they're doing just how you feel about them the emotion that you That's have towards mm-hmm. them all right mm-hmm. and that could actually be sent, sent, saying to you. you could actually be saying to you what's actually going on internally I believe is you're recognizing something that you're not doing for yourself you're recognizing yourself in that situation so if you're talking about the mean the meanness of this person mm-hmm. the message has actually mm-hmm. been are you not spending enough time on yourself? Or what yes. type of time yes. are you spending with yourself? Spending you know, you're not spending enough yes. money on yourself. You're not taking enough care of yourself, energy, whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know, and that, uh, um, when we get a really strong emotional reaction, it really can help you to actually know yourself a lot better. And, 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 and you know, to twist it, to twist it, if you want to see sort of like, um, the positive side of yourself, you do exactly the same. You know, if you see something and you think, oh, someone on the telly is, oh, she's, that person is so nice. I love them. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. actually know mm-hmm. that at that moment in time, you actually feel, you're actually feeling good about yourself because you're yeah. relating yeah. to that, per, to to the external reality that you're seeing. It's reflecting actually how you feel about yourself inside. So you can do mm-hmm. it both mm-hmm. both ways. It doesn't have to. You don't have to just have to look for the negative. You can look the for negative. the negative. Yeah. You, you can look for the, the positive as well. The things that you are doing well. The, the good things that you feel about yourself. And it, that's important. That's it important. is. It's very important. It's very important. You know, as you said, Liz. Just to to reiterate, as you said, you know, you are reflecting you back to you indirectly, directly whichever way you are reflecting you okay guys and it's important to recognize that and again I'm not saying that you are need to live life robotically I'm not saying that you know to try and squish your emotions down I say this all the time I'm not saying that your emotions your emotions are are flags they're telling you something they're guiding you they're they're showing you you know whether it's stop go jump whatever it is they're showing you something that being said, key spinner here is they are showing you something. And the name of the game is what is it that they are showing you? Not what action, what choice should I make? What is it that it is showing me? What are my emotions showing me? So I can then step back and take a, uh, um, a look at the situation in a in the form of an observer. You see, one of the, one of the things, guys, that we we talk about or we've spoken about on the show is the importance of when you are trying to create something in your life. Okay, you're trying to manifest something in your life. You need to be in it. You can't just watch yourself. You need to be in it, okay? 
Like you need to live it. Don't just bounce the ball. Let the ball become an extension of your hand. Feel the ball. You know, can you can you feel, you know, whatever type of ball, is it smooth? You know, is it is it pig skin? Does it have rivets in it? What feel the ball in your hand. Can your hand span the ball? Is it only your, your thumb and your little finger that really are clasping the ball, even though your whole hand is cupping the ball? Feel the ball in your hand. Become a part of the ball as the ball is becoming a part of you. So when you're actually visualizing to manifest something, it has to be a moving visualization. When you are actually wanting to know what it is that you are seeing or what it is that you are visualizing, you need to stand back and look at the picture. Does that make sense, Liz? You need to stand back and look at the picture so you can observe Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because really, I mean, what would what would be the point of you seeing or have an emotional reaction? What what would be the point? There would be there would be no point. There has to be a point to it. I mean, we only react to things that um, touch us in some way, whether good, bad, or exactly. indifferent. Or that, indifferent. That's the only time we do, and the only way we can do that is because we actually have an affinity to it. If we felt no, if we felt nothing for it, that then we have no affinity to it. Mm-hmm. So there, there mm-hmm. has to be a mm-hmm. reason why you feel the way you do, or the way you, why you don't feel the way you. There has to be a reason. Mhm, mhm. And there really does. There really does. And there really is. Not there does. There is a reason why you feel the way that you do. Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of information out there, guys. And there's a lot of information. One of the things that I will truly say to you is this. The only person who can tell you about your truth is you. The only person who can know the real essence of who you are is you. You know your truth, and you, as a result, you know what your belief system is founded on. You actually know why you are doing the things that you do, irrespective of you saying that you don't. You are doing things because you are wanting a specific reward and or, if you will, a specific reaction. Your life is all about you. And it's all about self-authentication. Because your life is always looking to express your truth. Things that are called into your life based on the choices that you are making are called into your life to show you your expression of truth. As Olivia said, you know, well, no, I'm saying this. If what is being shown to you is something that is abhorrent to you, something that you don't like, something that, you know, I can't believe that's me, you know, that sort of thing, then believe it. It is you. It's you showing you something. Don't get hooked on that. Get hooked on the fact that you need to decode what it is. You need to fathom what it is that this is showing. What is it teaching you about you? And no, not that you're a horrible person. Get beyond that. Get beyond, get beyond those sort of um, 
uh, uh, title. What is this situation really telling me? What, what, I mean, what is it really showing me? So that you can move forward in your life. Were you going to say uh, something? Uh, you know... The, the, you know, I was going to say like the, the situation, like if it's abhorrent or uh, you know if it, it's um, if you're thinking the person is really horrible, the, the situation isn't showing. It's not showing you that you're horrible, not at all. It's just showing you that at that particular moment in time, you're actually not being as nice to yourself as you could possibly be. That's what it's showing you. Mm-hmm. It's not showing mm-hmm. that the, the scenario that what you're actually watching or witnessing isn't you. That's not you. What well, all it's trying to do is get your attention, and that's the way it gets mm-hmm. your attention by showing it, showing it in a way that's actually going to maybe raise your heckles or you know ha- have that emotional reaction to it. But the scenario, you know, mm-hmm. if the person's doing something to someone else, it's not that you're doing something to someone else. It's that it's what you're doing to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what that's about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make you. It's not. It's not and that you're horrible a person, a person or anything like that. No. It 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 it's it's the situation. Mm. You know mm. what they say. Don't 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 blame the player. Blame the game or whatever. Mm. Don't blame blame game. Blame the player. Whichever way around. Mm. Um, you know. I, I, and that being said, guys, you need to take ownership of your life. But understand, the situation is something that's fleeting and it's passing. It's something that is being shown to you by you for you. Your truth is the thing that will set you free. Truth, like everything else, has a price. It has a price. And that price is freedom. That price is freedom. So, guys, my thing to you is how are you going to get to your truth? What does it look like to experience your truth in its full totality? What does it look like for you to show up and be truly who you are, authentically who you are? That is living life. And that's something that we're all striving to do. So, Liz, is there anything that you would like to add at this juncture? No, not at all, Wednesday. All right, guys. Well, you have been listening to yours truly, Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and we have been talking about whose truth is it anyway. And let me just say this before we wind up. Stop living other people's lies about you. Don't allow their truth to commingle with yours if it's not something that you truly believe. I would say the vast majority of the people on the planet are living their life in some shape or form like that. It's debilitating, it's undermining, and it prevents you from living your purpose. Live your authentic truth. Live it. You'll be free. Anyway, whose truth is this anyway? This is what we've been listening to this week. My co-host has been... Olivia Lashley from London in the UK. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. I know my sister is going to be tapping her toes when we when we go out on on our music. Wow, (laughs) that's cold. I know she's going to be tapping her music. She's going to be tapping her feet with this one. I guarantee it. With my head, my head, my head, with my eyes rolling back in my head. Yeah. (laughs) 
I hope you've enjoyed enjoyed the show, guys. And until next week, love you, sis. Love you guys. Love you, too, darling. We're going out. We're going out with oh, man yeah. to man. Yeah. It's so unjust. <laughs> Children. <laughs>